Hey everyone, it has been forever since I got on here. Um, been busy, busy, busy with school back in session and actually um, I was asked to aid a second little pre-K uh, with special needs. So I'm at the school all day long and I am loving every minute of it. I love helping those little ones and um, I'm been doing great. I'm in a good place. Um, the only thing that still sucks is the the problem of dealing with somebody that has the personality disorder like my ex because, you know, it's always a problem when dealing with children. And that is a constant battle. Um, I will probably be going back to court again. We went to court to do um, everything that we were in contempt of. And then I think the lawyers went back and the judge was mad that we weren't being adults is the way I hear it, which infuriates me because how is my side not being an adult when we're talking about the well-being and emotional being of children? Um, I was I had a motion against me for simply not making two of my children that were over 10 years old uh, not go on vacation for a week when I talked to two professionals about it who said do not force them. But I was in trouble because um, basically I did not go to the court ahead of time. I was hoping I'd made extra counseling sessions that maybe they get to a point where they felt okay about it. You have no time to make a hearing. So uh, in this aspect, the judicial system fails unless somebody is doing drugs or beating the crap out of your kids. Um, emotional and mental abuse is the hardest thing to prove. So I guess it's not that big a deal that my daughter can rather be dead than go visit her father. So I have to decide if I'll pursue it more or I will just take stuff into my own hands. Um, legally, if I went that way, uh, I found out that my ex's lawyer has been like filing different stuff just to keep my lawyer busy and making us not want to go back to court because it will cost a lot of money to say that my daughter is not made to go or my one of my other sons. Um, so basically, they're just going to try to drag it out as long as they physically can and just cost us a bunch of money just for no reason. Or I can get to the point where I just don't force to go on times where she's just breaking down and I'll just deal with the consequences if he files against me. Right now, he only files because he hasn't introduced the girlfriend yet to the children. Keeps on threatening it, but hasn't. And I think it's his way of saying, because, you know, he has to keep up the facade that I'm crazy or I'm psychotic and kept his kids from him. And um, filing against me just tries to back that up. Of Oh, my God, of course I have to file. She's crazy. Blah, 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 blah. And the girlfriend has to be asking questions of, I can't believe she didn't make them go on vacation and couldn't let me go on because I was a scapegoat for a while. She didn't go on vacation, even though I never talked to my ex about her going on vacation. He made it all up. Um, <clears throat> but I will do whatever needs to be done for my daughter. I don't care if I pay on something for years. I don't know how you can have a 13-year-old and how you can drag it out if we have a pediatrician and a child psychologist ready to testify on her behalf and she's old enough to talk to the judge herself. So I'll be meeting with my lawyer again because my middle son also would never like to go, but he can at least, he kind of stays just hidden. He does what he needs to do to survive um, and then comes over here and just complains. And I'm like, as long as you're having fun, that's all that matters. And he's like, but I'm not. And I'm like, well, you get along. And he goes, 
no, I do what I need to do to not get in trouble. And has to tell me about how um, he gets forced to take pictures with a dog, his girlfriend's dog, or his, his electronics taken away. He'll walk in with the girlfriend on FaceTime and she'll say goodnight. And if he doesn't say goodnight, he'll put the phone down and be like, you'll say goodnight, don't be disrespectful to have him say goodnight. Or he'll go out of the room and be like, oh, he's just being, you know, he's just tired. He's just being this way. And my kids have to listen to that. My kids have to listen to be a fake on the phone on FaceTime with a girlfriend that obviously has no clue or no brain to figure out that this is not normal. I know you don't have kids, but kids not wanting to be around their father. And at this age, no mother, no, I don't think anybody could manipulate this age of kid to not want to be with their father. There's kids that get their shit beat out of them that still want to see a parent. And for her to believe anything about me being crazy I'll give her the benefit of the doubt that she just doesn't have kids and doesn't know how stupid that is to not ask more questions. Um, but it's preposterous, and I don't know how you don't, after 16 months or whatever, ask more questions. Um, but uh, my daughter came back again, and uh, he threw the dog on her bed of the girlfriend's and had FaceTime in my daughter's face, and she wouldn't get out from underneath the covers. Then followed her around later that weekend and got my youngest into it, poking her and walking around the house, calling her a princess. And what are you doing, princess? Why are you over here? Oh, are you too good for us? And poking her and poking her and having my youngest do it too, into the point she breaks down and cries. How anybody does not see that as disgusting is beyond me. The emotional abuse that is to sit there and mess with your 13 year old and get your youngest against her to where she doesn't even want to talk to my youngest because he participates in it until she breaks down crying. She plays sports and doesn't, and then half the time it's so hard for her to concentrate. She has to sit there and sit down and talk to the child psychologist about it and think about it and talk to me ahead of time because she does not want her grandparents there, my in-laws, my ex-in-laws or her father there. It messes with her mind. All she is is filled with hate and disgust when they walk in. And I'm getting to the point where I might ask them not to come. Would that ever happen? No, because they would find it insulting and blah, blah, blah. blah. But it, if anybody thought about the well-being of a child, it wouldn't be a thought. If you had a child that's your granddaughter or your daughter say, this bothers me. Emotionally, I can't deal with this. Give her space. Don't come to games. Give her a month off from coming to your house because that's what a real parent would do. And it's disgusting how that's never thought about, ever. It's force her. She's a child. She has no rights. And then I get the FaceTime calls and the crying and the hysterics and I wish I hate my life. And and when she, she just breaks down crying, I finally just talk to her and half the time she doesn't know why she's crying. She just, if she knows she has to go there, it ruins her whole day. So... Um, I talked to the psychiatrist. I think she has mild depression now and I do not want it to go further. It has been 15 or 16 months since I filed and hasn't had one normal visit with him and her hatred and her distaste for him has only grown. In my opinion, she will never ever have a relationship with her or her grandparents on that side. Jake will never, will never have a relationship on that side. And it's sad. And I've done everything that the child therapist has told me to do. 
I've always been positive. I've always been everything. But it's not me that's doing anything. Like, I, I, I can ask the kids and say positive stuff. And they ask me why I talk so nice. And I'm like, and why don't I hate? And they'll say, I hate them so much. And I hate them so much. And I'll correct them. And we say, we don't have hate in our hearts. We just don't. We don't get filled with it. And it doesn't change anything. They catch him in lies. And they... And, and uh, my daughter gets treated a certain way and she catches him and lies or overhears stuff. And this is on them. Like, I have nothing to do with it. Stop getting caught in lies and stop walking out of the room and getting hurt on the phone, being a fake person to your girlfriend of uh, 15 months that has no idea that you were saying, telling your family that you were broke up for six months of the first year. And then I had to handle all the questions of how is he celebrating a one year this summer when technically he would have been, I think, still living with us. And how when he said he broke up with her for so long, how do you explain that to the kids? You just I acted confused. I'm like, I don't know. You know, sometimes people can break up, get back together and they just don't space out any time that they were. But it was like five or six months, mom. I'm like, well, I don't know because I'm not in their relationship. You know, they celebrated one year and that's on him and that's his relationship. I said, I, can't, I have nothing to do with that. I can't do anything. And that's how I kept it. You can't explain to them that, well, your father is a cheat and a liar and he was sleeping with me and her at the same time and lying to both of us um, and trying to play everybody. And he got caught up. And then, you know, my mother-in-law goes along with everything and told the whole other part of the family that he fought for me to the very end and I ripped him off and I screwed him in court. Really? He fought to me to the very end of court when he had a girlfriend. So it's okay for him to fight and ask for his family back. But you know he's having sex and having a girlfriend that has no idea that he had been with me part of the year. Great parenting. Great job. But you go spread that word about me to anyone you want to because anybody that's worthwhile knows exactly who I am as a person and I am a good person. And go spread your lies to someone else because everyone just thinks you're stupid. And I have handled this with such grace and such class. I'm proud of myself. I have even stooped. I want no contact. I put in stuff that made sure that the grandparents and everybody had the right holiday days and stuff like that. Like I went above and beyond, which both lawyers even said, didn't say anything negative. And they attack and they make up stuff about me all the time. And that's fine because I know who I am. The people that matter know who I am. And then he'll ask me for favors or switching days and I'm done. So I say no every time and he'll have some shitty comment. But you literally wrote in with emails to lawyers and in court and everything else saying, I was mentally unstable and all this other stuff. Right after you lied, played everybody, and they had to make up stories of why maybe I thought your girlfriend shouldn't meet them yet. And then made up stories about me slandering her on all social media because that's probably what you told her because you probably blocked her from ever seeing anything because <coughs> that never happened. <coughs> It's downright hilarious. And um, I'm supposed to do something for you. I already drive out of my way to get the kids. And then if I say something like, let's do this in town, I have to drive all the way into there and get them. You have to get them from their school? I get that used against me because you chose to move 25 minutes away and you had to go get them from their school that they were going to stay in? And that's used against me. So I get t told to drive out of my way to get them. But yeah, I still meet them to drop them off. 
but I won't ever complain because if I complain or say a word, I know this type of person, this heinous monster of a person will make my life hell and make me drive 10 times more to get kids because that's what he does. He's disgusting. No different parent-teacher conferences. We get the same emails. Didn't hear from him at all. I'm not his secretary. If he wants to schedule a separate one, the kids can present to him and I'll go just talk to the teacher by myself. I don't care. The kid can present to me at home because I won't have a fight about it. I won't have any debate about it. And if you want to go, then contact me. What's he do? Contacts me the morning of the first day that they had off because he was hoping that I had scheduled them that day. So he could have an excuse that I didn't tell them, but they were the next day. So he came to the, came to my youngest and said he had to work for the middle child one and the oldest one didn't have them because uh, she gets straight A's. So, but I could tell, I, I told everybody, watch, he'll message me the day of, and then act like he's the victim and act like this. He did it. It's like, I can see anything that this guy is going to do now. And it's hilarious. And I will never have hate. I'm just neutral. I'm neutral. I don't have love for him. I don't have hate for him. I don't know if I would bat an eye if he died. I don't know at this point because I'm just neutral and don't just, I just don't care about him or what happens to him. And um, because I would care more if I thought he was a decent person for my kids, but he's not. So if something happened to him or he vanished or had a child and moved out of state, they would be better off. Um, so I just feel neutral and I'm just not going to argue about anything. I'm not going to go out of my way. He skips parent meetings for sports. He keeps get, because one parent should be there and I won't feel bad about that. And that's all. Yes. One parent can be there if we live in the same household, but we don't. So don't come at me with asking what time practices are at games are at or anything else, because you need to go out of your way and call the school to find out because you missed the meetings. You get your stuff. Instead, my daughter will get her stuff threatened to be taken away. Can't go to birthday parties unless he gives her the next week's schedule. Because he can't make a phone call. And you must bow to him and you must give him the information so he doesn't have to because he's too lazy to. But it's okay. That's his life and it's a sad, sad, pathetic life that I'm so glad I'm not a part of. And pretty soon my daughter won't be a part of it. Give it another year, my son won't be a part of it. And give it a few years and my youngest will go nuts on him because they have similar personalities. And none of them will have anything to do with him. And... My biggest concern right now is my daughter. Um, She is greatly affected by him and she can't stand the sight of him. No matter how much she goes to therapy, no matter how much I talk positive, he's dug his grave and he has been heinous, been caught up in lies and just, I mean, shown her what a horrible human being is. And it doesn't even reflect me because she said she would never marry anybody like him a year and a half before I ever filed. She couldn't. She didn't like the person he was. And a year and a half, two years before that, I can't be blamed for how she feels about my mother-in-law because she said she couldn't stand her two years before I filed. Same with the other cousins. They literally just say, I hate her because of the person that my ex-mother-in-law is. I can't be blamed for all of it, but I will be. And if you're going through something similar, you might be too. And it just comes with the territory, but just be happy that you're not them and you're not in that life anymore. You're not part of that family anymore. And my God, does it feel good to not be part of that and be at a place where so neutral, where nothing he says bothered me unless it's to my child. But personally, any attack at me, it just bounces off and it's laughable because I can tell you exactly what he's going to do in every scenario. I can call what he's going to do out if I don't hear from him and there's something coming up because he's waiting. 
He knows what's going on. He gets all the emails I get. He'll just wait until he can play victim and act like I didn't tell him about something. Well, any normal logical thinking person would think, wow, you're an adult. How did you not know that was going on? Why do you wait for your ex-wife to tell you? Be an adult, not a child. And that would be great. So I'm not there to be your secretary anymore or anything like that. I took care of you for 18 years and through countless affairs and had you having an affair on me when I filed and still with that one. But yet, I know you're probably screwing like four other people now because you screwed me while you're with her. So um, it's time you'd just be an adult. And if not, well, then you'll miss out on stuff. And you can play victim to your mommy who will bleed everything and your girlfriend. And that's fine because... That's why you probably haven't brought her around here because everybody else knows about you. Everyone else couldn't stand you before I filed. Um, So just be a parent. And if you can't be one, gracefully bow out and just leave the state or something because my kids deserve so much better than you. I deserve so much better than you. And I'd rather be alone and then whatever than, oh my God, ever being with him again. And if anybody is out there struggling with that, in the beginning, it'll be, it's like a drug because you're, uh, you're screwed up so badly and you're trauma bonded so longly to someone that was just emotionally immensely abused. That trauma sticks with you. It hardens you to a certain extent. And I am, and that's probably will take it longer to trust people. And that's fine. Um, but not one day, no matter how many tears in the beginning I felt, no matter how much it was like a drug that I hoped to hear from him in the beginning, not one day did I not think it was a better life for me. Not one day did I regret filing. Not one day did I think, am I making the right choice? I knew I was, even through all that, because I kept on researching and reading, and I knew why I was feeling the things I was feeling, no matter how impractical they were. I knew why, because my brain was trained that way, and you have to untrain it. And then you'll hit this point where some act or message or conversation will happen and it will just click. And it's like that bond of that trauma bonding will be broke finally. And it is so freeing, that aspect, that you you still have to deal with the crap of him being still a co-parent, but... It alleviates so many issues that his verbal stuff to you, about you, doesn't affect you anymore. And and the fact that you can look over at him and think he's disgusting and ugly for the first time and not find him attractive in the least and not anything. Because even when I was so hurt and knew he was with other people and then divorced, I always found him attractive. That's how he snuck back in physically with me. And now I, I just laugh and I... I feel sorry for him. And when I see him, I feel like he's this pathetic, ugly person and he's not attractive to me anymore. And I feel sorry for who is ever with him and I feel sorry for him. And that's such a freeing, freeing thing to finally be at in which that happened this summer. So it's been a while I can feel like this. It's just, I hadn't expressed it really on the podcast because I've been so busy but it's amazing. And I am in such a good place with myself. The only thing I have to battle now is I have to fight for my children. Um, because they're still with that manipulative uh, man who doesn't really care. They're pawns to him. And it's disgusting. And, you, and then you see him lie all the time. And um, 
I feel bad. And I, I wish I could have the same kids, but have a different father. And I will never regret my time because I have my kids. Um, I have sadness and guilt a lot over the fact that I chose that monster um, to be the father of my children. And that my choices led them to have a disgusting, worthless father in their life. And I prayed that he would change or get help. And he sees somebody, I guess, that tells him what he wants to hear. But he's not different. I'm, every time they go there, there's other stories about him. Or hearing him on the phone with his girlfriend being fake. or um, It's sad. But I hope I gave them all enough of a childhood where we didn't fight in front of them. They still had that great time where now they're old enough to understand. And I try to give them the best childhood I can when they're with me. Where they feel safe. They feel safe to talk and act. Where they don't feel that way at his house. And one day they won't have to go anymore. And it's my job to make sure they're great humans with big hearts and go out of their way to help people. And that means I've done my job. Because I know I can't... I have to undo what he does when they're there. Plus teach them other the good ways to be here. And I will do my damnedest and work my ass off to do that because they deserve that. The world deserves them to be big-hearted, helpful people. And I think they will be. I think my youngest has to grow a little bit more, but my other two have big hearts. And they see the faults without me doing anything. They see the manipulation. They call out stuff that I didn't even think they could see within him. And they laugh about it and his text messages that are so fake. And I never bait into them. I still act positive and act like, well, he's just trying. And I know what they're saying is I'm shocked that they see it that way. And it's actually the way it probably really is. But I love that they see it because he thinks he's fooling people. He thinks treats them like they're three and they know right through them. Two of your kids can't stand you and they say they hate you and they wish you just vanish. Um... And I couldn't imagine being such a horrible person or doing enough or being overheard enough being such a horrible person that your kids feel that towards you because one of them is knows nothing of what that went on with us. So you can't blame me. That's how he feels about you. The other one knows 10% of what went on because of eavesdropping and knows that you cheated on me and knows that you were your girlfriend that you had right now is the reason I finally filed, which thank you, Jesus, that... He started talking to you and you stayed with a married man. Thank you. Um, But it's because of how you treat her. She knows very little about what you did to me. It's all about the person that she sees you being. And it's a person she doesn't want in her life, nor should anybody. Because you're not a person that's worth having on earth, actually. Because you're that disgusting. And it's sad and... That's where we're pretty much at. I'm going to fight for my girl. And um, other than that, it's just making sure I'm there for them and loving what I do and working on me more. And I'm very happy of where I'm at and growing my confidence every day. And to anybody out there struggling or wanting to leave, it's hard in the beginning. Have a support system. Educate yourself on 
how you might feel, how you might react. And then it doesn't, you, you'll realize (coughs) everything you read will kind of ride along with how you feel. It's like having this backup of it being okay to feel this way. And then all of a sudden it'll get easier and it'll all be worth it. Just take one step at a time, one day at a time, and it'll be worth it. Life's too short to live in a toxic relationship or live with man, woman that don't respect you and and treat you like the bottom of their foot. That's just no way to live. So educate yourself and um, good luck to anybody that's trying to um, decide whether to leave or keep strong to the ones that have left and are having trouble deciding if it was the right decision. Just keep with it. You deserve better. And until next time, um, put one foot in front of the other. Take care.